0: And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, if you can believe it, we are in April, that 2021 April. Where is the year going? I know it seems cliche, but it hasn't just turned the new year. We are actually pretty well into 2021 and the COVID pandemic has been around with us for a while, but it looks like we're making some headway in some various areas, so that's a good thing. Another good thing is my returning guest. I talked to him towards the tail end of 2020. I was so inspired by some of the things he said, and we've kept in touch. I've been able to get him on another one of our shows here on the Salem Radio Network, and it's high time we get him back on across the county. Of course, I'm talking with Kip Harris, and he has a book coming out, Improbable Joy, A Three-Time Cancer Survivor's Journey to Finding Joy in Unexpected Places. You might be asking yourself what Improbable Joy is. I'll have him define that as we get him back on here, and I have to tell you why I find him so inspiring. Because late last year, I've been going through some health challenges, but I can't even tell you what they are because at the moment, they're currently still undiagnosed. They're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And so that can be a bit daunting. And I have to try and keep as positive as possible. I know some people would come to me and say, you got to stay strong. You got to stay positive. But then you get within yourself and your own brain, and that can be difficult to do. So when you run across people like Kip Harris, it naturally keeps you in that frame of mind. that's why it's so glad I've made the connection. Well, back in 2004, he was mountain biking, and he suddenly ended up in an emergency room. And in a hospital bed and he actually got news there that he was fighting cancer and that is being a cancer survivor myself I've had melanoma it is a hard thing to grip with on a mental level so that's why he's writing this book and since 2004 he's gone through three surgeries three successful bouts of chemotherapy, and three surprising journeys with cancer. Kip Harris, welcome back to Across the County, my friend. I am so happy to have you back on.
1: Hey, Noah. Good to talk to you. Good to be here, too. So you've
0: been through quite the journey. I have been through a little bit of a journey and uh, still kind of going through it, so thank you just from my heart for inspiring me, people can check out your book that you're writing at improbablejoy.com. They can also get the introduction to the book right there. But let's start off, if people haven't heard our first interview, what exactly is improbable joy, and how did you come across that?
1: So improbable joy for me got defined originally when I was preparing to start chemotherapy back in September of 2004. And I was sitting on a beach, long story really short, writing in my journal, and I found myself writing and essentially wishing away the next six months of my life because I knew that I was going to have to do six months of chemo and I just wanted it to be done. And in this age and day, you ta- talked at the beginning of the show about COVID a little bit, and I think we're all in that frame of mind. We just want COVID to be over. We want to get back to normal. Well, I think what we do when we when we wish Things like that is we wish our life away. I mean, we're just wishing time would go by and we would forget it. And it seemed to me that wasn't a smart thing to do. So I kept writing and I figured out in that moment that I wanted to find joy in the worst moments of what was about to come for me. And long story short, I did. I I made that intention um, before I started chemo the first time that I was going to find something good in the most awful places. And I did. And so that kind of changed the course of my life. So improbable joy is really that joy that shows up in really unexpected places, places where you wouldn't expect it to be. And now I do a weekly vlog on my website, improbable joy, where I point out where I found joy, improbable joy in the past week, because it's everywhere, even in everyday life.
0: And if you want to, again, find out more about these video logs that you can check out the vlogs there, you can find out about the book, improbablejoy.com. Check it out. Book is most likely coming out because I've pushed him in that direction. We've been texting and talking, communicating off the air. He really hadn't had a date set. But August 27th, Kip, I think people are going to be able to get their hands on a copy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, you talked earlier about or in the beginning about your gratitude for connecting with me. And since we texted, you know, a few days ago or last week, I guess it was. Um, you no, know, I'm actually grateful to Noah because it was this guy who lives on the other side of the country from me that I've never met in person, but is making me commit to a date because I am by nature a procrastinator. And so I'm also a little bit of a perfectionist, which is not a good thing. It's a flaw. Um, so August 27th to date, it's going to be out August 27th because Noah asked me for a date and that's the date. It's my mom's birthday. So it's coming out of my mom's birthday.
0: That is pretty epic and what a birthday gift to your mom. Hey, I have to tell you, maybe I understand you as far as being a perfectionist, as far as being a procrastinator, because I'm a little bit of the same way and I know I would want somebody pushing me.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that because... It makes me feel better about, you know, knowing that I am this and I wish I wasn't. It, it Yeah, I'm learning to just embrace who I am. But as much as I don't like being a procrastinator, I think the one thing I've figured out as I've aged is that I also work really well under pressure. So that's a good thing. That's a good quality. So if I got that date now, August 27th, can happen, people. So watch my website, sign up there, and uh, I'll let you know when it's
0: out. I'll let you know when it's out. You get the first part of the book, the introduction. Yeah. It'll really get you into that. Again, and your passion, Kip, Kip Harris with us, does it continue to be reminding people that there is joy hiding in the shadows? Sometimes people think of the shadows, ooh, I don't want to go there. You know, this is part of my life, my existence, my daily walk that, you know, I'm not really, I'm not proud of it. I don't want to go there. I'm trying to forget about it. You can actually find joy in those places if you look hard enough.
1: Yeah, you can. And, and I think what I've learned even recently is you, you don't even really have to look. You've you got to kind of just have this intention about you. Um, and so I guess my whole goal with the book is to just share the stories of moments that I've had with the hope that if people see my stories, they might think twice about their own lives and their own experiences, and maybe start to wonder, yeah, that was a really crappy time there, but was there something good there? Or better yet, in the moment, when you're in the middle of something that's not so pleasant, or maybe it's not so happy, is there something good there? Um, I can think of, you know, a recent blog that I just did about a... um, Facebook interaction, you know, because a lot of us are on Facebook, and it can be a very divisive place. Um, And I know you and I were chatting about this and um, how how divisive it can become. And when people engage there, it's easy to hide behind a keyboard. Um, And I got really angry and really frustrated with the conversation that was taking place. But what happened in the midst of that was I got a private message from somebody else saying, hey, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. This is somebody I know who's on the other side of this issue. And I can't speak out publicly, but I just wanted you to know that I understand where you're coming from and not everybody's like that. Um, That's joy. It might sound really simple, but getting that message from some person that I don't even know, this private message that came in made me sort of go, you know what, I might be disagreeing, there might be conflict here, but there's other stuff happening at the same time. And I guess that's what I'm always trying to point out to people is, even while this craziness is happening, the thing that I don't necessarily like, there's something else happening right along with it. And that's joy.
0: Yeah, I've gotten off Facebook myself for a lot of those same reasons, but I'm glad that you brought up that example because there is positive moments that happen within the digital realm, no matter what social media platform you happen to be on. Yeah, there's a lot of negativity. Yeah, it can get pretty polarizing if, you know, politics are involved. But when you get those simple little messages from somebody that really just light yeah. a fire under you and it makes you feel good inside, take that, embrace it, magnify that, and let that keep you going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I really do believe at the end of the day that even as much as this other person and I disagreed, there's something that we share. We share a humanity and we share love for people. We just sort of express it in different ways. And I've come to learn that even though I don't necessarily agree with everybody else's position, I'm not going to say that they don't have love for people the same way I do. Um, And I think sometimes when we get involved in these heated discussions and stuff, we forget that. Um so maybe it's my cancer journey. Maybe it's my brush with death. You know, maybe it's my being down to 89 pounds and thinking that I was not going to recover. But I kind of look at things a little bit differently now. You know, it's, it's just not as big of a deal. And I, I think we're all much more similar than we are different. But the differences provide more sort of controversy. And polarity, I think, is something that's easier to see. When when we're all the same, that's not as exciting, right? When you agree with everybody, it's not, it's not as exciting.
0: I agree 100%. I like having healthy discussions on whether it's my yeah. radio show or my podcast or in day-to-day life with somebody. Maybe you even have a couple of common points but you disagree overall but you can have a civil conversation. That's what being human is yeah. all about.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think about a, a friend of mine who lives in omaha nebraska she and her husband um, i go visit them and you know i politically i'm a pretty liberal person um my dad is a very conservative person he and i are on opposite ends of the spectrum but i love him i adore him he loves me we connect um but i used to go to this friend's house and everybody there was, was this bunch of liberal democrats and it wasn't fun all we're doing is sitting around complaining. You know, you bring in uh you bring in a few republicans and de- democrats and then you can have a good conversation.
0: That's right. Well, if you ever need a if you ever need a conservative, invite me over, I'll spice it up.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
0: I like what you said, though, about being human and about having the humanity that we share. That really is a big point. And at the end of the day, when yeah. I faced my melanoma six, seven years ago, I've really lost count. And then also going through this health issue, whatever it is, that's kind of undiagnosed at the moment, it really puts a new perspective on life. And as you said, you appreciate the little things. You appreciate the people in your life, not even a little bit, a whole lot more. And the things that bother you don't bother you anymore. You just let them kind of roll off the shoulder, don't you, Kip?
1: Yeah, you kind of do. Um, And I certainly still have my moments where I get angry, but then I sort of channel that anger and I start to ask myself the question. I think an important question I've learned to ask is who does this anger serve? And at the end of the day, it doesn't really serve anyone. It doesn't serve the cause that I believe in and it doesn't serve the cause that the opposing viewpoint believes in. Um, I'm really, and again, for me that's humanity. I think sometimes it's too easy to hide behind issues and statistics and numbers and at the end of the day, I just think we're all human and that's what we have to remember.
0: We really are. and We need to find more common ground and we can, you know, have our disagreements, but then have that really smile between us because we know at the end of the day, we have those little moments where we can agree and we can all face that human condition. Noah here and across the county. Kip Harris, my guest, go to improbablejoy.com. He's got a book coming out August 27th. It's called Improbable Joy, a three-time cancer survivor's journey to finding joy in unexpected places. Also, if you go there and sign up, you can get the introduction sent to your email. I like what you said there just moments ago, because recently you've begun to appreciate all things in life, not just the surface positives, because... It would be nice if we all were sunshine and rainbows, Kip, but I know that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just called life. And like hate, there's fear and anger and sadness. Those are in all of our lives at some point. But these things, as you and I were texting, they can lead us to the other things that we love and hold so dear, which is joy and connection with other people. So maybe we stop viewing these things as bad, and we just realize that they are but we have them have a positive connection to the things that make us up with who we have become.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard, there's a book by an author named Neil Donald Walsh, She wrote a book called Conversations with God, and he kind of speaks to that idea that, you know, if God is basically everything, and, and that's the good and the bad, right? And I've come to appreciate this idea that you can't understand love if there's no hate. So how do you say then that hate is bad, I, which is a really controversial thing to say, but this, this is an interesting conversation. I don't know if it's a conversation for radio, but it's certainly one of those conversations to sit in a, in a group of people and have because um, you can't have, you know, anger, you know, without all the other emotions, you can't have sadness without happiness. Um, It all works together. So I think you're right. Um, We'd have to stop looking at some things as good and some things as bad and rather just say, it's all part of the experience. Just like for me, chemotherapy was not a bad thing. Cancer was not a bad thing. It wasn't fun. I don't wish it on people. But I definitely learned a lot from it. Um, And I wouldn't have learned that stuff had I not gone through chemotherapy and cancer. So how do you appreciate what you now know and at the same time say, well, I wish I hadn't gone through that? The only reason I know what I know today is because I went through whatever it is I went to that was supposedly bad. So I think it's all all good. It's all part of a journey. And again, that's sort of my message of improbable joy. If you pay attention... In the midst of all this, no matter what it is, good, bad and different, there's something happening that that, that might be joyful. And it'll surprise you and it'll will jump up and surprise you if you're paying attention.
0: It really will. And you know, maybe just keep a uh, look out of the corner of your eye of the little details in life. Because who knows, Kip Harris might have been a completely different person had he not taken that journey through cancer all three times. Maybe you would not have the same outlook.
1: I absolutely would not have had the same outlook. And there's other parts of my life that I can look back on and we all do this. I think all of us kind of look back and go, Oh, when I was younger, Oh, what a stupid thing that was. Why did I do that? Oh, I say that and often. <laughs> of course you do. We all do. Right. And, and some people regret, you know, this is another word that I don't like. There's a couple of words that I don't like. I don't have, I don't like the word hate and I don't like the word regret. Um, Hate is just a word that I think is it's an awful word. Um, there's nobody that I hate. There's nothing that I hate. It's, it's such a strong word. It is. And then regret for me is I wouldn't know what I know today had I not gone through whatever it was I went through. So I can't regret it. Even if I wouldn't do it again today, I can't regret it. The reason I wouldn't do it again today is because I already did it once and I know how stupid it was.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly.
1: So, yeah.
0: And again, like like you just said, I think all of us have dealt with stupid in our lives because, you know, we think we're making the right decision. And then after the fact, even if it's not immediately after, you look back and you're like, yeah, not the wisest choice in the world. But you learn yeah. from it. Absolutely, you learn from it, yep. So what do you do? This is kind of an interesting question. I was thinking about this because you're such a positive person. And that's why I like talking to you. What do you do around those that you may encounter, Kip Harris, in your life that exude negativity, whether it's somebody you've known for a while or somebody you've just met? Or maybe they try and dissuade you from your goals in life, just that's a hard thing to do because you don't really want to push somebody to the side. But at the end of the day, if they're not bringing a positive outlook to what you're going through and the goals that you have and your existence, uh, what do you do?
1: (laughs) That's a really good question because yeah, it's, it's kind of this double-edged sword on the one hand. If there's somebody who's injecting this negativity into your life, to the extent that you're sort of having issues moving forward yourself, then for me, I think I have to sort of just remove them. Um, and that's not, a, that's not a negative, awful thing. It doesn't mean I don't love them. It doesn't mean I don't care for them. But that's a very rare thing for me. Um, my brother and I are so different. We are just incredibly different. Um, and there's a lot of things I don't like about him he's my brother and I love him and he will always be a part of my life no matter what. And I know he feels the same way about me. But to answer your question better, uh, the thing that I've learned that I think is really more important is I think a lot of times when we go into situations where we find somebody with whom we disagree or, you know, we, we, we go in trying to persuade them that we're right. That's the position that most people take. Well, I got to convince him that I'm right and he's wrong. For me, I think a better approach is and what I've tried to do is I'm not going to change my brother Noah. He ain't changing. And you know he's it. Who he is. I know he's not changing. So, more important for me is to try to understand why he believes what he believes. And within that, I think it's it's almost always possible to find something. Um and usually it comes from a good place. My brother is a loving, kind person. He grew up in the same house that I did, the same family that taught unconditional love. Um, I know that it comes from a good place. There might be some fear mixed in that I think is misplaced, but that's my judgment. And I have to. that's on me, that's not on him. Um, but at the end of the day, I think looking at somebody and trying to understand their position, is far more helpful than trying to convince somebody else of your position.
0: I love your you know, answer. And the example that you give between you and your brother is such a home run because I realize there's more in common with you and I, maybe outside of the uh, pol- you know political equation, which is fine. That's a whole other oh, yeah. dis- discussion that we could have one day. And I would love to have, by the way but him and I are as different as night and day. We do not look alike. We do not act alike, but he is a loving man. He loves his family. I love him because he's my brother. There's a lot of healthy respect there, but we just, we aren't alike and we don't look at things the same way. And at the end of the day, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think we have more in common than we don't. Um, And it's, I don't know, it's just easier to focus on the things that are different. And that's kind of the same as, you know, I've always said this before about finding improbable joy. Um, When you're going through something that's tough, difficult, painful, it's easy to focus on the pain of that situation because Uh it's right there pushing at you. It's the main thing that's in your face. Easy to focus on the pain. And that's what most people do. They focus on that, which is right in front of them. But improbable joy is about looking to the left or looking to the right or looking inside, ignoring that thing. That's right in your face and seeing something else. And I think we have to look at human relationships, interpersonal relationships, the connections we make, make with others, that same exact way. Don't look at the thing that's right in front of you. That thing that you both disagree on so, so strongly. Um, That's easy. Look to the side. There's something that you share in common. Connect on that level. And then I think it makes the disagreements easier to um, not tolerate, because I don't like people tolerating me. Um, I like them to accept me and understand me.
0: Amen. So you bring up an interesting point, which is... Looking to the left or looking to the right to see something else, to see that common connection, to see that improbable joy. What was the one thing? Obviously, I know you've gone through cancer, but maybe there was a point in that journey. What was the one thing that was smack dab in front of you, Kip, that was really hard to deal with? And eventually you do take that look to the left or to the right to find the joy in the little things. But what was the hardest thing to get through on that journey?
1: Oh, the hardest thing to get through. Um, You know, maybe it was a relationship that ended right at the beginning of my chemo. I just started and I was in this relationship and we broke up right when I started chemo. And that was hard uh, because there's a lot of sort of feeling sorry for myself and um, and a little self-pity, I suppose. But... I remember when I checked myself into the hospital, Um, I had to check myself into the hospital to do chemo for this particular, right after I broke up and this nurse walked in and (laughs) she was this perky, bubbly little nurse. I still remember her. And I was, you know, bummed out because I'd just broken up and she walks in and she's like, how are you doing today? And she's all perky and nice. And I said, well, I'm about to have chemo in the hospital for two days, and I just broke up with my boyfriend. And she looked at me and she said, you need to make a list. And I was like, what? She's like, you need to make a list. Long story short, what she did is she had me make this list of um, would be nice to have in a relationship, must-haves in a relationship, and then deal-breakers in a relationship. And she said, I'm going to come back tomorrow, and I want to see what's on that list and it might seem silly but that was a moment of connection between me and that nurse and that was love that was her loving me and saying it's okay and she came back the next day and she showed me that list and I still have that list to this day
0: that's an awesome Um, motivator not just for the moment with what you were going through because that would have been hard for anybody but you can take that moment and have that motivate you for the rest of your life that's pretty epic
1: yeah yeah, it was good. And for me, it's a hard question for me to answer because I I think that before I even started chemo, I had created this intention to find joy. And that intention was so built into me by the time I started that I started seeing joy right away. And it was almost instantaneous.
0: That's pretty epic.
1: But I think... That that was a hard moment. Um,
0: well, thank you for sharing and, that know, because I think a lot of people can relate to that.
1: Yeah. And I think for a long time, I actually, um, you know, I was like, how does somebody break up with someone who's going through chemo, right? You know, how do you, even if the relationship's not going well, how do you break up with somebody who's just about to check themselves into the hospital and have chemo? Like I put that on, you know, the other person. Um, which really wasn't fair. But that's what humans do, right? We blame someone else.
0: Of course. It's the easy thing to do.
1: Yeah. But I learned a lot from that situation. Um, Yeah. And we're still good friends to this day. We're really good friends. And Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Okay. And, and again, it's just like you just said, every little thing. So back then, yeah, it was painful, but you found that way to get through it. You had that list from, you know, that nurse that was able to get you through it. And now okay. you you look back on it, you're able to laugh a little bit, you're able to smile, because you're still friends with that person, and life has taught you a yeah. lot since the experience.
1: Yeah. But, you know, the, the nurse in particular is kind of, for me, the focus, because she was just doing her job that day and she walked in and she could have been the nurse who said, Oh, Kip, I'm so sorry. That's so, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's terrible. Well, we'll take care of you. She could have been that nurse, but she wasn't. She was like my buddy JL. She's like, dude, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You need to make a list. She could, she was so right on it. And the thing is she doesn't know the extent to which she changed my life that day she'll never know that for her she's just doing her job um and that for me is a reminder of how we all as i say so many times how we all have an amazing ability to touch and change people's lives every single day and we don't know it she didn't know how much she changed my life that day um and she'll never know because i wouldn't know her if i saw her today Um, but that's the power of humanity She was connecting with me on a human level that day. Um, And that's amazing. And that's what I want to keep doing.
0: I think that you've learned a lot and you're obviously wanting to give back the book is one way which people can find out at improbablejoy.com they can sign up, they can get the introduction in their email, the book's coming out August 27th, I'm just going to emphasize that again, August 27th for Improbable Joy a three time cancer survivor's journey to finding joy in unexpected places, check out at improbablejoy.com also the vlogs, the vlogs I call them vlogs, it's easier for me to roll off the tongue, he's got the little little findings of joy each week that you're not going to want to miss. You can also schedule a Zoom meeting with Kip. If you want to say hello, let him know what you're going through. He does that. Now, I was going to ask you, because I'm curious. Do you do Skype and FaceTime as well, or is it only these Zoom meetings that you do, Kip?
1: You know, I certainly could. I have Skype and I have FaceTime. I can Or Facebook, whatever works for people. They can just email me from my website and uh, set that up.
0: Excellent. Anything in closing that you Happy. want to tell the audience about your book that's coming out or about finding improbable joy or just something extra motivating?
1: Oh, geez, no pressure there, Noah. Yeah, none at all. <laughs> um, I would just say, you know, life gets hard sometimes. Life gets difficult, Um But I I really do absolutely believe that it's all meant to happen. There's an author named Amy Houston who in an interview one time said, I think I said this in my last interview with you, she said, we're not meant to just be happy. And I think if we can embrace that idea, we're not meant to just be happy, embrace that and know that everything you're going through is going to make you happier down the road because of what you went through here. Um, Life is a journey. It's meant to be sad. It's meant to be lonely. Um, but it, it all, it's all good. And there really is surprising joy in those, like, in, like uh, Noah said, in the shadows. I think there is joy in the shadows. We just sometimes ignore what's in the shadows. And so I would say look in the shadows.
0: And you might be pleasantly surprised at what you find.
1: Oh. Absolutely you will be.
0: Kip, thanks so much again for spending the last half hour with us. I know this won't be the last time on the show. Again, people can go to improbablejoy.com. Godspeed, my friend, and thanks for taking the time. I appreciate you more than you know.
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: Noah here on Across the County. Again, improbablejoy.com. It's coming out August 27th. Improbable Joy, a three-time cancer survivor's journey to finding joy
1: in unexpected places.